Hello, welcome back to the Floating Film Podcast. I am your host, Luke, and today is our final episode on Fellini. Uh, sad day for everybody here on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a great time. Uh, and today we are going... We're kind of, we kind of, I kind of picked a movie like from his earlier movies, and then I picked one from his later movies to kind of end this off. First one is Ivy Toloni. Um, and also, not only uh, do I want to like contrast the both of them, and like, that's why I picked them, mm-hmm. but also because we need to fit Ivy Tony in here somewhere because it's amazing. So it's one of my favorite Fellinis. It make it actually makes sense though to come back to Ivy Tony too. In a lot of ways. That too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one is Inner Vista, which is honestly the perfect movie to end Fellini on. So uh, let me introduce my co-host Blake. What's up? And Danny. Hello. And uh, let's get right into Ivy Toloni, made in 1953. This is the earliest Fellini movie that we've talked about in the series, uh, and we saved it for last. So, uh, what are y'all's uh, overall thoughts on Ivy Toloni? Starting with you, Blake, because this is your first time watching it. No, yeah, uh, my first time watching it after watching all this surrealist shit, <laughs> and I was like, this isn't the same guy. But uh, it was still really good. I, there were there were certain moments that felt like later, like he was like what we would see later in his movies. But, like, my entire thought process while watching this was, like, this is like a movie. Like, an actual okay. movie. <laughs> a normal movie. <laughs> I mean, and, and it was really good, too. Like, it was actually really good. I liked it a lot. But... I mean, that makes sense, because this is his, he's still at least somewhat, like, because yeah. I Beat Tony was really the movie that at least vaulted him to at least a lot of success, oh, yeah, I'm pretty he, sure. He, he, international kind of, thing. It's where he had a stride on. Yeah. I mean, obviously his later movies were way more popular and stuff, but this I was like... Was, I mean, yeah, Night's Spirit definitely gave him... I think Lestrada was the one that exploded. Lestrada, yeah, and then but obviously the two big ones. They didn't happen a lot of them, yeah. but this one is definitely the one that, you know, put him on notice kind of thing. Definitely, yeah. Um, But it, but still, he was kind of making it in the studio system still. Like, he was still trying to make, you know, movies, like you said. Yeah. a good way to say it, because, like... <laughs> yeah, compared to Intervista, where it's like, is it a movie? Yes, like, this is please, a movie. like, the whole time, it's not a movie, so... <laughs> kind of, but... For this one, uh, I guess I'll say what I like about it. I kind of like it, just... I like how it's the same director, you know, how it's, it feels... This one almost feels simple, you know? Like, yeah, that's a good word for it. Too. It's like, in some ways, like, let's say uh, Fellini had made, like, Intervista or something, and then he had made Ivy Tony, it'd be like, oh, I mean, you know, the studio got to him, you know, he's not able to do his, you know, <laughs> what he wants kind of thing. But the fact that we're if in, in chronological order, it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. It's like... You can still see the same kind of love for the character, so that's what I really like. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it feels very intimate. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Uh, probably one of his most intimate movies. Yes, that's yes. the reason why I love it. Like, at the end of this movie, you feel like you're one of the like, you're in the Frank group, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Like, uh, no, and you like you feel for them even though like you don't agree with their choices, kind of uh, thing, definitely, which is yeah. one of the high, I think the best parts of this movie. Yeah, and you, you just kind of yeah, there's just a lot of adventures in this movie. That it's just hilarious, entertaining. So is this and, one of your favorite Fellini? Like, what do you think about it? Like, honestly, yeah, it's one of my... Uh, okay, it's kind of hard to say, because, like, I love mo- a lot of Fellinis, but, like... Well, we're going to rank to- your top three at the yeah. end, so our, our, yeah. our top three. The I end. don't know if it's going to be my top three, but... Okay. It's, 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 it's the movie that when I... It's one of the first Fellinis that I watched that I was like, okay, I know I'm going to love Fellini now. Oh, okay, okay. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think. So I guess we can get right into it. Uh, first scene is the... It's like a party, I guess? It's like a... That's a beauty pageant, actually. It's yeah. a beauty pageant for uh, Sandra. Yeah, and then this is where we discover it's like kind of crazy and everything, and like we kind of discover she's pregnant with Fausto's uh, baby, mm-hmm. which kind of forces them to get married. Yep. Essentially, which yep. sets yep. it up. Uh, they go on their honeymoon, and then we co- we're kind of introduced to the uh, c- characters. Yeah, we're uh, I think like during that opening scene, 
I think it's Meraldo's voiceover saying how uh, he Fausto's like the leader of the group. Yeah, too. and it's we, kind of funny introduction yeah, to Fausto because he's like with another woman. Yeah, and the, but then he goes away, and it's almost like he he loses that status pretty much. I mean, he's like he Flea like initially bring him away, kind of like he he's kind of separated from them all throughout the rest of the movie, in my opinion. Who, Meraldo? Fausto. Oh, Fausto. Fausto. Oh, because yeah. of that marriage. Yeah, he's yeah. like yeah, he's kind of he's kind of the oddball now. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting yeah. to think about. It is. I mean, uh, we'll go, we'll talking throughout the movie. We'll see like. The movie is Fausto not able to even conform to that traditional marriage life. Yeah, you know, like too, he, yeah. He wants to be like the other guy still, you know? Yeah, chasing like, women and everything. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, more free. Like, yeah. you know, the free in your town kind of feeling that the movie has with those guys. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the opening scene. Yeah, and but, uh, but then we kind of... This is when we kind of... This is when we're introduced to all the characters, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. We see, like, their day-to-day lives pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, messing around, being... Uh, Vitalinismo? How do you pronounce that? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, but but the term that and, about them like the slackers basically yes, that yes, never yes. grew up their hometown because that's what these guys are pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Like they never have jobs really, you know. They kind of yeah. just float they, around, like stay out late, that kind of thing. Yeah, they they don't have a job or anything. Yeah. But, uh, um, and yeah, they're, they're like pulling pranks on everyone. I I love the scene when they're on the beach side and they're like, yes, yes. Well, if you, if I give you ten thousand dollars or whatever. Would, would you jump? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh He's like, God. oh, I would. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but, I and the way it's implied in the scene, I don't think it was actually worth ten thousand dollars too. Like it was ten thousand whatever currency they were using. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is probably not as uh, you know. Yeah, I don't even know. Valuable yeah, as ten thousand dollars. So. But. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. But then I guess. After we're kind of, we're kind of introduced, like, what they're all about, because, like, you know, like, one's a play. I'm terrible Well, I names. just want to know why his name's Fausto, honestly. Because, like, Fausto, yeah. to me, I think of Faust, obviously. Because, like, Germany, <laughs> Germany, like, what Faust is called Fausto, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you say Faust in German. So what's Flynn trying to say with that? By, well, I don't know. Like, is he trying to say anything with that? I don't know. Like, maybe he made a deal with the devil, wanted to have, wanted to have some pussy, <laughs> and then he got some girl pregnant. Now he can't have it. <laughs> now he can't do it anymore or something. No. I don't know. He's kind of the yeah. devil, I guess. If, if we're he gonna... is the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, the one that's been really calling the devil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a nicer way, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That just, I don't know. It was. Just <laughs> weird. Uh, but derailed you a little bit. Sorry. No, but it's <laughs> definitely the most. Uh, stand, the name stands out the most. I it like, stands so, out. Yeah. 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 But after the beach, the beachside scene, that's when Morado, we were introduced to his sister because she catches him like. Uh, you're introduced to their relationship. You know, she's like. She's like them, but she has higher aspirations of, you know, getting out of there. Like, they, they, they're... No, they're that's from... not Meraldo's sister, though. Or Alberto's oh, Alberto's, sister. Alberto's yes, sister. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm terrible you with the, the names. <laughs> I'm going to get the names mixed up this yeah, whole time. Yeah. But, uh, essentially, she, uh, she catch, he catches her on the beach with some guy that she mm-hmm. wants to run off with that she, mm-hmm. she said she would never, you know, yep. uh, run off with. And that's going to come out later in the movie in a, in a great scene. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, 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 it he... He kind of in this whole sequence before Fausto gets back, it's, he just perfectly, I think, just like sets up, like, you know, who the characters are, you know, and in a minimal amount of scenes, he's not like spending a ton of time on it because no, Fausto comes back pretty quickly. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah. Honestly, the scene he comes back, I love too. Are we there yet? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, I want to skip some part. Yeah, like, I love the the voiceover. We we almost forgot about him. Like just as we were, we we almost forgot about him. Uh, we you heard the news he comes back. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. He's like, oh my gosh, you drew, you grew a mustache. You know, he looks even more creepier now. You know, <laughs> we did skip, I think, uh, one of my at least one of my favorite characters that we see a, a couple times in the movie, 
the the newspaper boy. Yes, that yeah, I was yeah, like walking the streets that. at night, and oh he's like God. going to his job at the morning, like three a.m., and he's like happy, you know, the whole time. Yeah, oh my God. Like he basically has this kind of like, at least to me anyway, like Meraldo just doesn't understand how he can be that happy, like throughout the whole movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because he's like going, like he's like it's kind of crazy how happy he is to go to work at three a.m. being like eight years old or whatever. Yeah. He's probably like ten or something. Kind of. Well, I feel like he's like somewhat happy, but he also gets that it's not like what he's supposed to be. Doing no, he gets it. That's a thing. But that's a thing. He yeah. seems more mature than all the guys. That yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Movie, and know? that that might just be something with just like kids. Kids are able to compartmentalize, Some kids, as we've anyway. said. Yeah. Not these kids. Or these. Well, these uh, adults. Yeah, yeah. These yeah, men. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of what he's saying throughout yeah. the movie. Like. Meraldo just got done, you know, hanging out with his friends in that scene. He's walking the night still, and he sees this little kid that, or not little kid, like this He's like kid or something. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, he sees this boy, that's like more mature than all of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. basically. That's why, I, and and he comes up. He's in the one of the most important scenes too. He is, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, but. But yeah, Fausto comes back. Yeah, and then and he starts. Oh, yeah, he gets the job. <laughs> well, uh, the scene he comes back though, I love when he start, shows him that dance that he learned in Rome. Oh, okay, and he starts yeah. playing the music, and then all the yeah. like, dancing on the oh street and stuff. Yeah. And it's like it's like oh, see everything's it's like Fellini getting you ready for the fall. Yeah. You know, I just love, like, like it can't be this good. Yeah, you know? and I also love like oh, you grew a mustache. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He looks good. He looks good. He looks creepy. He looks. I don't know. Okay, knowing that. what's gonna happen though with him and stuff. Yeah, he is kind I don't of. But first time I watched, I was like, damn, this dude looks creepy. Like I didn't even know what was gonna happen. I was like, yeah. Fuck, but uh, uh, but that's when he gets the job at the stock or whatever the shop. Yeah, which honestly, idol shop, I guess. I don't know, not idol, but antique or holiday shop or something. Well, they're doing religious. uh, Oh yeah, statues, religious statues and stuff. But I don't know what it is actually. What kind Um, of shop it's called? Yeah, but. (laughs) Wait, that's what they do? I thought that was just something they had in the back that they wanted. They wanted well, to in see. the front of the shop, that's what I thought were they were. I thought they were just like a normal store almost. No, I think it's up behind glass know, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, maybe for yeah, sure. I mean, that would make sense. I don't know yeah, why they just have. It was a definitely some religious icon. icon so. There's a scene where the old way like uh, I want my whatever thing from uh, I bought last year. I forgot what what exactly she was buying, and like Foss was like. Uh, I don't know what you got from yeah, last year. Like, yeah, what'd you get from last year? No, because that's when he shows up two hours late too. Yeah, and then, and then that's when uh, he first flirts with the wife of the yeah, owner, yeah, which yeah, yeah. gets gets him into some events, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, yeah. but <laughs> we'll get into that. But uh, and then I think after that's the movie theater scene. Uh, I think that's the next scene after that, which is honestly. I think this might be the first oh, time. Oh, when he cheats. Oh, when he kind of. Yeah, this is the we first. See what, to, we see what this real marriage. Is yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we kind of see, of we thing. see. Yeah, we meet the real Fausto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which is, uh, it's. Which is a well, honestly, it's not even yeah. that. We've seen the whole the real yeah, Fausto yeah. the whole movie, literally from his opening shot. He's with a different woman than with uh, Sandra. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah literally, yeah, the yeah. opening shot is Fausto, yeah. like basically the same the whole time. Like he's a Vitaloni. Oh my god, but. Yeah, this scene is it's kind of, it's sad, but like honestly, kind of hilarious. This it is, time. it is. Like, <laughs> Especially um, when he comes running back, like obviously, like yeah. this guy has no sense of time at all. <laughs> he like comes yeah. back in the movie, oh though, and she's waiting. Yeah, I, I, I would have divorced his ass, but yeah. I don't know. But that's part of the movie. We'll get to yeah, it later. Yeah, but that's part of the movie. Yeah. All of that too. Uh, uh, but uh, the next scene is really good too. The next scene is with this. The celebration, right? Like the yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Because uh, that's where we hear the modern times. Okay, yeah. Uh, song for the so this is exactly why Danny. You know, this is what he was waiting for. You know? This is what he was waiting for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you know, great, great song. We, well, it's, yeah, it's a great. We, we already talked about the podcast. Yeah, like yeah so we see all the guys like, doing. You know, they're all oh, doing yeah. their own shenanigans. Definitely, it's crazy. Like this is like his first scene. It's like really large scale. You know. Yeah. 
And it reminds me of the armor cord scene. It does. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Very similar. Yeah. You know, like his. Uh, oh, actually, armor cord's after, so armor cord's revisiting this scene. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, like I think uh, they're like some of them like uh, get girls like out of the party and like are trying to like you know like make love to them and stuff. Yeah. Like, yep, they all go up. They're trying to chase girls and everything. Yep. You know. Uh, kind of shows the you know. Well, because we see after the scenes when we see like the other side of it. With Alberto, like, drunk. You know, oh, yeah. And Geraldo helps him home, kind of thing. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's basically the sad part of the, their life. <laughs> yeah, the, it's the after, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, effects. I feel like we talked about a scene similar to that in another Fulini movie. It might have been, it might have been La Dolce Vita, the after party, like... Okay, honestly, what I was thinking about is the way he cuts uh, to the end of the party all of a sudden... It's kind of like how he does it in the Dolce Vita, the fountain uh, scene. Okay. Cause I, I, I remember I really yeah. back to the playtime, because playtime oh, does that yeah. as well. Had to sneak in playtime somewhere. No, because, yeah, yeah, this scene does have a weird end of the party scene where it's just, like, Alberto dancing by himself. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It's, like, bright lights and stuff. Yeah, know? it's kind of just, like... The party's, like, over and he can't keep it going. Yeah. He wants to keep it going. I love those kinds of shots. Yeah, yeah. Like, those kind of cuts are amazing. I know like, what you're talking uh, about. Because this is important because, you know, Meraldo's like, Meraldo's with a girl. Yeah. And he's like, and she's like, no, just leave him there. And he's like, uh, no, I, I have to help him, you know? Like, uh, he's yeah. kind of feeling like he feels obligated to his yeah. friends. Meraldo's Mar- a real G. This whole yeah, he is, he is, he is. Except for the fact that he leaves them, you know? But I he leaves them for a That's what this whole movie is about. Though, yeah, yeah. You know? That's literally what this movie is um, about. But that, but when he comes home, that's when he finds his sister running yep, off. That's what I was going to say. Yep, Alberto finds his sister running away. Yeah, and, uh, but then after that, it's when the Fausto tries to seduce. Uh, yeah, the yeah. one we talked about earlier, the, the owner's wife. Yeah, which yeah. Is, no, dude, oh, it's a man. well. We we skipped over Albert. There's like a little funny scene with Alberto. Oh, I thought it was it's sad and funny though. Um, after his sister runs off, you know him, his mother and him are like sad in the, their house. Okay. And she's like, and he's like. Uh, I'll never run away. I'll never leave your house, mother. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like. Did he also say something like, "I'll get a job"? I'll get a job. Like, like, oh, you you have one lined up? He's like, "No, I haven't looked yet." It's oh, like, "Have you been looking?" No, not. He's like, "No, not yet." And, and the way it ends, like a... he literally just sits on the, the chair, like leans back all the way, and the camera like goes wide, like basically, yeah. basically showing out. And like, doesn't like, doesn't still in their mission too? Yes, that's the end that's of part the end, one. Then, yeah, yeah, end yep, of part yep, one. Yeah, yeah. okay, I forgot about that. Because I was surprised that they had like a part one. Yeah, that was weird for a short movie. Yeah, I guess it was. I don't think this really was a studio movie. I don't know, I don't know. Whatever. But, because uh, I don't think this, this was shot. This wasn't shot at a studio, because they, 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 they traveled with uh, Alberto Sordi, okay. the actor who plays Alberto. When I say studio movie, like, I mean movie made more for a general audience, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, like not that's what, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I was trying to think of it real quick, but. He definitely had yeah, creative control over this. But, uh, then, yeah, the, the scene where the, the owner calls him up to his, uh, like his house above the shop and like reveals yeah, yeah, to him yeah. it's just oh yeah, my yeah. god no, that was... I just love Foster just playing off that like he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah, uh, like, yeah. oh my god it just makes you like hate him in some ways hate him all even worse you know oh, this yeah. guy just, he, he's like so good at lying the whole time you know oh definitely mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but because it literally leads to him going outside lying to Moraldo right away oh happens. yeah and Moraldo yeah Moraldo's a real G you know? well yeah, though yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. that's why yeah. I'm like I don't get like I love how Moraldo leaves at the end because fuck Fausto yeah. <laughs> this guy's a dickhead yeah, he, like he, oh my he, god he really was like I'm, I'm gonna steal a statue with you I'm gonna commit uh, theft yeah, it's like, because of you like, yeah, yeah. oh man and yeah, it doesn't do it dirty honestly but because I mean yeah Moraldo takes the hit for stealing the statue too oh yeah yeah, yeah. And honestly, the scenes where they're like trying to find, like try to find like a seller for it is hilarious. Like, oh no! Are, the, yeah. I wanted to point this out. Like them, ca- it because uh, I was watching it. Them two 
pushing that little wheelbarrow thing with an icon in it. It reminded yeah. me of the scene in Satyricon. When they're like oh, taking, oh, okay. they're like yeah, demigod, yeah. literally, yeah, yeah, just yeah. two, you know, two like friends Honestly, basically. Because yeah, yeah. literally, I saw there's like a shot from above with yeah. them uh, pushing it, and I was like, what this? This reminds me of something. Okay, I was like, holy yeah. shit, it's a Tyrion. I was like, he literally must be referenced. Honestly, yeah, I didn't even, backwards. Yeah, but, yeah. honestly, the the fact that they're both like gods, you know? Yes, like, literally, that's yes, yes, crazy. Exactly, I didn't even think yeah, about yeah. that. No, and I love how like everyone like see the thing with Fausto is like he's not good at lying. I don't think like he's good at lying to people who trust him. That's the difference, like, because people, because yeah. they trust him, yes. and they don't think no, they lied, yeah. because, like, no one else believes him, like, like yeah. the people he's trying to sell the statue to, they can see you right through this oh, shit, yeah. they're like, oh, this is not, he's this like, is, he's like, you yeah, do like, not own this, like, like you do not own this, our, we got it from my family, from my house, it was yeah. from my house, you know, we bought a house, oh, and like, I was like, you're a fucking idiot, like, what are you talking about, like, oh, <laughs> like, goddamn, dude, that, they look, he, that, yeah, that guy looks so and, like, the country priest is, like, literally just looking at him, he's like, where'd you get this, and he's like, we don't need that here, I, like, I love how that guy's in the tree too. Yeah, yeah, he's in the tree. Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, Murado gets the blame for it. Yep. Uh, in a similar scene, on record with the father yelling at the son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get. Uh, wait, sorry. No, you, uh, go, you go, you go. I was gonna say because uh, it's so funny that he's yelling from Amaraldo for most of the scene for stealing the statue. Yeah. And then he just kind of throws in. Oh, and Fausto tried to uh, assault. Uh, the owner's wife. Oh. Like, it's just, like, secondary. And then, yeah. and then it cuts to... And then kind of zooms into her face, find, like, hearing him say that. Just in passing. Yeah. And it's, like... It's it's a sad moment, but, like... Fellini's, like, kind of undercutting it because he's playing, like, upbeat... Like, it's, like, cheerful music almost. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. uh... He's playing, like, circus music almost. Yeah. Honestly, you know? Because yeah. it's, like, a show. Yeah. Like, the same way he kind of shows an arm record, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, like... It's just such a funny way that she finds out. You oh, know, just almost in passing. Yeah. Because she has, like, still almost, like, to a, definitely to a fault, too much trust in him. Yes. Oh, definitely, you know? yeah. But, um, uh, I think this is the, the next part's the, honestly, one of my favorite parts of the movie. Probably my favorite part of the movie. The, the stage actor, you know, the, the play act, the play actor's part of the, when they go to the, when they oh, meet I the play actor after oh, the play. okay, okay. And they go up to, like, eat or whatever, <laughs> okay, okay. and, uh. So, because we uh, haven't talked about this guy yet. Oh yeah, he's. Leo, I think his name is Leo. Because he, he, he has some. He's not really prominent in the movie, really. Only when this he has scenes where he talks to the girl and out out his window. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are pretty short, but uh, that's true. He's the playwright. He's the aspiring playwright, and he's passionate about it. And uh, he uh, he's like, this is like a, a playwright actor they like really loves and like aspires mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. And they go they go out to dinner with him, and he's like, uh, initially they're like all like you know eating together, but then like he cuts to like. Uh, all of the uh, all the other Vitalinismos like they're all like talking to the girls and stuff like on one side like one corner of the room and then like it's just uh, what's his name uh, Leopoldo Leopoldo is just alone just like talking to this play actor um, which is honestly just the way he cuts to that and like there's the it's no it's a funny scene yeah it's hilarious but then even the the one but when they go outside actually Mm -hmm. and they keep it going and everything yeah and I love the uh, the quote he says I'm bringing it up right now to the uh uh, the play actor dude. I don't, I don't know. Cause he's reading his cool play. He's reading his play. Yeah. Um, but then he, 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 he like, he makes a pitch to him. He goes, this town is blind to art. It's so hard being perpetually misunderstood. My friends don't even understand me. They only care about material things. They live their sordid li- uh, lives. Thinking of women and money. I feel so alone. And the winter is awful. It's endless in this town. I'm so full of sadness and anguish. At midnight, the town goes dark. How can an artist feed his demons? How can he live, uh, live this silence? Damn. Oh my God. Uh, damn. 
Yeah, and just the way he's like, he's like speaking like really fast. And he stuff, he does like, have some good ass lines in that because I wrote down a different. He says at the very beginning when he starts quoting his play. Yeah. He says, "What more damage can one do to a soul already ruined?" Oh, damn, and just, yeah. and that kind of describes the Vitelloni too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. especially Fausto. You know, like oh, in some way he might be saying that like the soul, like, you can't change this guy. Yeah. You know, honestly, Leo, just this scene alone makes Leopoldo like one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, but, characters. But it's kind of a it happens pretty fast. But what do you think the end of this scene means? Honestly, like with the boat, you know, where he like Leopoldo just runs away. Yeah, I, I, I still uh, don't know because like the like. I was kind of, it's. I think it's like he's. I thought he was like scared, to like he's gonna push him into the water or something. But at okay. the same time, like, honestly, now I think about it, it's like he's he's a he's like afraid of like getting out of his comfort yep. zone basically. Yep, yeah, that's what I was thinking when yeah. I was thinking about it. I was thinking more like it's another example of one of the vigilantes afraid to leave the town kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. and it, it's more figurative because it's a boat, you know. Just yeah. it's supposed to be more uh, figurative. But Do you agree with this? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree uh, with you for sure. It's kind of happens fast, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly that the first time, two times I watched it, I was like really confused. Like that's like the only the first thing I said like was like the only mm-hmm. thing I could come up with. But like thinking about it now, definitely that's because he does kind of like panically run like. Yeah, when he runs it's, away. Just, it's just a weird scene. Yeah, kind it of, is. Like, yeah. How how it's uh, essentially, been. but. The end. Of the but we go back to the other characters, and then Fausto has the one night stand yeah, with yeah. The, <laughs> the the performer, mm-hmm. and like uh, Moraldo Mar- is like waiting outside for him at the fountain, which I yeah, thought yeah, was pretty yeah. funny. Um, but eventually she, uh, well he he comes back after to his wife, uh, and he lays down next to her, but she's like she realizes yeah she realizes, and then she like runs away, which yeah, comes yeah. to this kind of like the ending part of the movie, but. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're all trying to find her and stuff, and like, uh, was this the scene where she goes, uh, where he goes to the house and he gets beat up? Is this the that yeah, scene? Yeah, okay, yeah. That's how it ends. Well, that's how they find her. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to say there's a a kind of similar. I don't I don't know if you thought of this, but there's. Do you remember where they're like, um, Fausto? She might be at the beach or something, and he goes to the beach, and there's mm-hmm. like where he's at the cafe. It's very similar to the eight and a half. Okay. Uh, cafe. Yeah. At least what I thought of, I was like, uh, it at least reminded me of that. Okay. Uh, Mar- you know when Marcel was talking to that woman at the cafe? That's Little Chavita. Is that? Yeah, that's Little Chavita. You think about Little Okay, Chavita. it is Little Chavita. Yeah. Okay. That's well, awesome. I, I was like, but still, wait. But still, wait, same thing applies. The one he's talking about, the young the young girl, and he's no, playing. No, I thought. Yes, you're right. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, he's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was talking about the cafe. I was talking about the cafe scene whenever he's whenever he's with his wife. Whenever he's with his wife, we're talking about the cafe scene over there. No, but it's a beachside one. It's a beachside one. That the one that yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Fausto does the same thing. because uh, he, he meets the the one woman that he kinda cheated with at the movie theater. Yeah. She she's there waiting and he's oh, like, okay. I can't do it now, kinda. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And then he goes back to fi- try to yeah. find her. And, and yeah, honestly the the first time I watched was like, is after this whole scene's happening, I was like, Is is Flea like uh how should I say this? Like is Flea like redeeming him right now? Like Oh, I see. But yeah. but like after watching it more times like this. Well, no, see, no. the thing that makes him unredeemable, or, well, he kind of is unredeemable for me, but, um, like, Moraldo, I think whenever he meet, whenever he sees him again, Moraldo's walking out, he's like, oh, so now you're worried, and, like, oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, oh, Moraldo, like, I think, I think Moraldo is how, like, we're supposed to view, obviously, him, kind, kind of, of yeah, so. Yeah. Well, um, he says something even more brutal, at least to me, because uh, he says, and it feels like Fausto's even putting on a show where he, like, he comes mm. back from the beach, and he's like, uh, oh, you still haven't found her? You know, I'll kill myself if she doesn't yeah, come back. Yeah. And he's like, no, you won't kill yeah, yourself. You're, you're too much of a coward. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, oh yeah. But like he can tell, you're, he's just faking yeah, it. You know. Yeah. But honestly, the scene where his uh, her her father beats him up is yeah, like, yeah, honestly, it's a funny scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 
she, she eventually like tries to break it up, and that's like, oh, their moment. Like, oh yeah, you know, well, I love you now. But no, to me, this is the most uh, one of the most important scenes in the movie. Uh, after they get back together, kind of like it's played off as that you know happy ending. Yeah. With you know Fausto getting beat up by the dad. Uh, they're walking be home together, and uh, he's he's kind of apologetic, but not really. Yeah. And because. Uh, Basically, to, to me, it felt like uh, Fleen was almost saying what she did, like when running away, that was actually the right thing for her to do. And then yeah. hum, her coming back, that's like, you know, that's like what the Victorian do. Like, yeah, they the, keep the saying cycle, the same, yeah. the, the cycle, right? At yeah. the same time. And that's why, to me, it's literally the scene after is when Marauder decides to leave. Because yeah. it, it's like him seeing. Well, him, he sees him, the cycle. He yes, he, but him it, realizing yeah. it with that marriage, you know, like, yeah. that, that, like yeah. he's, him seeing, like, they should not be together. But because of this cycle that happens in this town, like yeah. these things keep repeating yeah. themselves, even if yeah. they shouldn't, you know. Yeah. And that's why, like, it feels so bittersweet when they're talking, and like, they're walking down the street and they're talking about how happy they are, but you can even tell, like, th this is it's just gonna happen again, yeah. you know. Like, uh, he's she says something like, uh, he says something to her like, cause he's like, she's like fake getting mad at him and stuff, and he's like, uh, I like it when you're like this. I don't like it when uh, you're actually gone. You yeah, know, I actually yeah. like it when you're kind of like this, you know, which is like, okay. they kind of put on the show of, you know, they're fighting, but as long as they're still together, the cycle's going to continue, yeah, you know? definitely. That's why, it's it's kind of an under, it's like, it's a weird scene, because it is like a movie studio, like, not a movie studio, but kind of a classic movie ending. Where, yeah, melodramatic. Yeah, yeah, melodramatic ending, where yeah. you would think the yeah. couple getting together Honestly, is a yeah. good thing. If, if, it, but if, if it, it, it ended on that, really, it wouldn't have gone the yeah, same. Yeah, exactly, exactly. it'd be a different definitely, movie. Yeah. yeah. And you might get a different scene where like they're all happy with their kids in the future kind of thing. Oh, you know? man, I don't know. That, but this that, is almost the exact opposite. Whereas Moraldo's like, okay, now I gotta get out of here. Yeah, you know, like, that, that, that's a Spielberg ending. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly that's a Spielberg ending right there. Uh, no hate to Spielberg. But we can go. We can, no, this is this is a very woman of Paris ending. So <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. We don't think he's a huge Chaplin guy, so. I don't know if I go that far. He, he was, he was. Okay, well, I, I meant like, I don't know if he's oh, like. Oh, in terms of what? Yeah, I wouldn't guys like. No, yeah, that was just a joke. But anyway, uh, Ivy Toloni, any any last thoughts? Well, the last thoughts is the well, last shot. Well, the last shot, shot yeah. Oh, I, th I thought but we talked about it. Well, we talked we talk about the that kind of. We kind of did. Yeah, but, leaving, yeah. yeah he, it's a great he, last shot. Well, yeah. I mean, but, but the but the kid's there with him. Like, yeah. that's the, like, oh, that's okay, the last yeah. part. It's like, the, the kid's there. One. He's the only one waving by him. Well, that's because Moraldo says he left without anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's a really actually sad moment where he's looking back at the town. Um, while the train's going, yeah, and it cuts to all of them sleeping in their beds. Yeah. Oh, while yeah. He's it was fantastic. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. No, it's a really good. It's a really good ending. Yeah. Well. But yeah, yeah. that's Ivy. I absolutely movie. love Ivy. Yeah. Also, the score is amazing. It is. <laughs> yes, the I, score is oh yeah, it's, it's very good. It is. Very good. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll hear the theme at the beginning. So. Yes. Sir. Well. But what's the significance of the kid being the last one there? Like the only person well, there. Like, it feels like he's. Oh, like he's the, he he's, works there. I know he works there. Well, I'm he, pretty he's sure, also the but... only character that I feel like Moraldo really connects with. Yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, because like, well, maybe the only character that would understand. Yeah, understand. That's a good way. Yeah. Even though it is interesting, the Him last and the sister. The very the last love, shot is um, actually not the train leaving. It's the kid walking back like happily. Yeah, on the, the rails. Oh, on on the, the rails. rails. Yeah. yeah. And then that one guy just rubbing his head like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the shots back on the town. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's fit, it's fitting because Fellini was always gonna go back to his town, you know. Yeah. It kind of it kind of the shot of the kid. It, I don't know. Sort of gives me Chaplin vibes too, honestly, in a way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That last shot. Yeah. Yeah. The tramp leaving or yeah, the tramp walking yeah. away. Okay. I like yeah. that. But anyway, let's. Okay. Yeah. We'll go. Let, let's let's talk about, we, We've talked about Charlie Chaplin enough. No, okay. Maybe not enough. No, but <laughs> there's <laughs> never enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, we're we're just, we're just gonna have like all, this, all our series is gonna be whatever we're talking about plus Chaplin now. Plus yeah. Chaplin. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like, oh, you know, the director actually liked Chaplin for this. No, <laughs> see, every 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 series is gonna be building on top of each other because we've already talked about Ghibli and every, like the, and like almost every episode on this one too. Okay. <laughs> no. okay anyway, I was gonna talk more about Chaplin. Uh, but no, no. It's like, yeah, Inter Vista, Inter Vista. Uh, so Inter Vista is. It's honestly a perfect fitting to end Fel- to, uh, Fellini. Like, it's obvious this wasn't his last movie, which honestly is... I wish it was, kind of. I haven't seen Voice of the Moon yet, but... You I don't know. This I, is get, this... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <so, yeah. laughs> and you gotta rewatch it. No, I gotta rewatch it too. But... Yeah. I just remember, I just remember a parade coming out of the, coming out of like, coming out of like a cornfield, and I was like, what the fuck oh, is that? That's not the <laughs> <that's laughs> <that's laughs> yeah. Well, plus, uh, I mean, if it's a director you really love, you gotta give him the last movie bump. You know, it's uh, like, the last yeah, movie yeah, bump. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I've already done that for Tati, you know, with parade. Uh, anyway, uh, Inter Vista. Uh, <laughs> eyes wide shut. Uh, okay. Well, eyes wide yeah, shut. Yeah, I, I don't know what but it's the last movie. It gets the last movie bump. People don't realize. Inter Vista. So this honestly, I kind of wish it was Fellini's last movie because like, I f- it's just a perfect movie like it is, it subject is. matter to end a director's career on like. It's definitely his last period though. It fits in that. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, he died in the nineties. So nineties, yeah, two or something. But like that. Uh, it's 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 just a very charming, you know. It's more than charming too. Just a love letter to his career, the uh, Italian cinema. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, it's just I love how it's like it's it's like in half like how it's just so meta like it's it's such a like a oh, yeah. it's it's a, it's some ways it's a love letter to himself yeah yeah, yeah, yeah career yeah, true, yeah. Uh, and it, it's like he just you, you can't even tell like what's a movie and what's documentary yeah like yes. at the end basically he just he's, no and that's he, what he really like what's between yes. the two in this movie and uh, to me that's what makes like you said or uh, we all have said like love letter to like his love letter to himself. But that's what doesn't make it at least annoying, in my opinion. Obviously, there know. are going to be a lot of people that find it, you know, fleeting annoying in general. Yeah, but honestly. To me, like, him, just throughout the movie is what I love. Is he, he always breaks the illusion. Oh, you know, yeah. To where, like, you start to feel nostalgic, even about maybe his own past. But he breaks it, and then he'll cut to, like, okay, this is actually me, you know. Yeah. Or he'll go back and forth. Yeah, he's like, know, like, oh, he, here's none the, of it's real, you know. Here's like, the actor that's going to play young me. Yeah, and then yes, all of a sudden yes. it cuts to, like, the young me actually playing. And, yes. like, you're like, and then all of a sudden you're invested kind of in the journalist's journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it cuts back to Fleeney making his movie and, modern, you know, making yeah. the documentary. You know, him making a movie while a documentary yeah. is making a movie yeah. about him. And I, I love all of that. Also, just, like, the sets and everything are mm-hmm. brilliant. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, the, and I kind of like just... Uh, you get to see some of his uh, crew kind of, you know, like his yeah, assistant. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love, like, the, uh, my assistant does a lot of the work. He knows more about this studio than me than anyway. And, like, I, I kind of just love the assistant character in this. Uh, he's like, well, he's <laughs> like, he's like, people don't realize, but it takes a lot of work to stay as an assistant yes, director exactly. for your entire career. No, like, actually, <laughs> I deserve more credit than I'm no, getting. No, no, he's like, actually, <laughs> that is true. I mean, he's like, it's actually more heroic than I did. It is more heroic. Yeah, that was the word. More heroic. Because most, like, most assistants become directors, you know. But yeah. Like, most assistants won't move up and become a director. Yeah, but yeah, me, yeah. I just decided to stay with Fellini. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, yeah, as an assistant director for Fellini, like, that's a good way to get some, like, get an actual director gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, uh, this is true with a lot of directors, but certain directors that stay with the same kind of crew, same kind yeah. of, you know, obviously not for this movie composer wise but he stayed with Nino Rota for most of his movies yeah. like obviously they be, they start to become the same you know yeah yeah and Fellini's kind of acknowledging that right like I couldn't especially towards the end like uh, his assistant's the one that's getting a lot of the faces for him to cast in his movies yeah. you know and one of the big things for Fellini is his faces like that's what Definitely, he's known for yeah, yeah, yeah. so like 
he kind of he, he's at least paying respects to his I just love those though. scenes whenever where they bring all those boys in and they're like we grabbed everyone we could see <laughs> it's just like oh my god if, you know, if they're not in this one I don't know where yeah, I don't no, know where no, he's gonna no, find no. this this face no no and there's a great scene with once again not Pliny the assistant in the office mm-hmm. where all the faces are coming and like you know over over and over and like giving interviews on why they should yeah, be there yeah, and stuff yeah. like that I guess probably a good way to get started. Get started yeah, yeah, so well it starts out with basically they're like preparing for this like nighttime shot and then we meet the Japanese documentary crew which are, yeah. honestly I found really interesting because like I, I I don't really know why they're in the movie still. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of like I think just they're supposed to be like they're supposed to be us. Yeah. Okay. An outsider watching this. You know? Okay. And yeah. for uh, for an Italian a Japanese he emphasizes the Japanese part of them, right? So, like, yeah. just outsider, the outsider, okay. kind yeah. of outsiderness. So they're, they're, they're literally, like, in most of them. They're like, they just, are, they're just like, a lot of times they're not even, like... Oh, you forget about them, yeah. and then they come back. Right? They're just like, oh, yeah, we're in the background. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, you forget yeah. about them, and then they're in the shot, or then they're in the, they're in, they're in the low Dolce Vita scene, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, thinking about it, it's, it's literally fully excuse somehow to be like, see, I can make a movie from an outsider's perspective. It's really not. Yeah. Like you wouldn't think of he because all this is a fiction movie, so yeah. he he wrote in a Japanese documentary. Yeah. <laughs> trying to write a perspective from the outside of himself. Yeah. It, it, it's, that's what we talked about it before, but you said self conscious. Oh yeah. Right. It's definitely one, probably one of his most self conscious. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. But yeah. yeah uh, um. You mentioned the opening. Uh, we could just start with the movie. Well, that's what I was doing. Okay, that's what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but. But then they're interviewing Flynn, yes, and he okay, describes yes, yes. the. This is honestly one of my favorite, definitely one of the best shots in the movie. Mm-hmm. Him describing the what he's like, what he's trying to shoot right now is the dream of him floating over Cinecitta. Uh, oh yes. Cinecitta. Yes, yes. How do you how do you pronounce this? Cinecitta. 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 Well, like, we're not gonna get the accent right. So okay. We'll yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but Chinichita. it, it kind of reminded me of the opening scene in Eight and a Half. That's kind of what it really reminded me of. Oh. When, okay. When, when, yes. when he's like floating away from. No, because he literally says like. Uh, but I don't have it like I used to kind of thing. Like, oh, okay. you know, in my former dreams, I would have flown away, but now I'm, like, kind of struggling. But he didn't even fly away at 8.5. He gets pulled back. That's he gets pulled back. That's yeah. 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 Well, that's Maybe it was before 8.5 that he was talking about. But No, yeah, because he said something like, uh, when I was, now I'm older and heavier, I have trouble getting off the ground. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's like, uh, he, he, he's kind of, it's kind of crazy, because you see him in Roma, but he, he looks like, you know, kind of like his normal self, but in this movie's, like, bald. Stuff. Yeah, I probably shouldn't talk about about his appearance. I don't think that really matters. I don't know. Oh, it matters. I, no, because uh, well, no, the fact he that he does, older, uh, so. he's in his own movies for a lot of them. He definitely looks older in this one. Yeah, but I, I guess that's kind of obvious since it's like 1987. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. but even then, he's putting a young Fellini in his own movie too. Naturally. And Marcello's in that in the uh, movie yeah, too, which yeah. is a version of Fellini too that's been in the movies. True, true. Yeah. Um, but then we get the next morning when Fellini's basically like giving them a tour of the studios mm-hmm. and then they, they walk past it's like uh they're like is that a, is that a part of your movie you're shooting and it's like oh he's like oh no i think that's a commercial and it's like these like mm-hmm. i don't even know how to describe, it's like these magicians like bouncing on top of these like yeah. platforms. there's a diff, there's a few different commercials they're filming while they're walking yeah, through it's just like stuff. a bunch, bunch yeah. of stuff that you're like okay that looks beautiful i don't know what's going on but and this is something i noticed i don't know if it's like 100 percent accurate but watching it i'm pretty sure it's true because uh, it's it's such a weird opening uh, like when the, you know when they come to the studio at night and stuff yeah. there's no s- music like it's basically yeah. silent the whole time and the first time we hear music is when they're filming the commercials and they're walking through okay, yeah. like it's just weird for you know like oh, for yeah. a movie for me usually yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 
I mean, I guess eight and a half doesn't start with the music either. <coughs> no, it doesn't. But, but that's uh, he, I think he's trying to make the point that he, like all the music is even in the fake commercials that they're filming. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. use music that much. He uses it sometimes. Like uh, we'll get to it later with the journalist scene. But oh, he uses yeah, a lot sure. for those. Oh man, but. Uh, but then the casting director, like, it's, like, the first time he, like, he's, like, oh, look at these actors, you know, he kind of, he kind of does that throughout the movie, but, uh... Yep, yep. Um, but then we cut, we, we cut to, like, a pink marching band happening, which mm-hmm. I think is another commercial, That was a cool maybe? commercial, like, too. Yeah, that was like, cool. uh, I mean, pink's just, like, if, if you, if you, if you film, like, a large scale, it'll just pink, it just looks amazing. Uh, Says the Demi fan, I can see that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, I'll take it, I'll take it. Oh, I'm, I'm a proud Demi fan, Okay, right? okay. Uh... But uh, there's a because one of the people he meets like or they the Japanese crew meets while they're um, studio uh, touring the tour uh, studio is like I think he says she's the film archivist. Of yeah, the that's studio. what I was about to say. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. The, he, this the next scene is when they she introduces oh, the, film, to the film archivist. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they meet her like she's picking some kind of plant or something. I don't remember. She's like picking some plant in the fields. Yeah. And they're talking to her. Cause I just remember one part where they're like, "What does Flynn do with all the old sets?" Oh, and he's like, yeah. "No, he takes them home with them. He oh, takes them home with after." Yeah, that's why I, they don't I think he, she's gathering dandelions to make tea, herbal tea. Okay, yes, okay. that's what it was. It wasn't. Well, was it they say some plant. It's, some, it's some different dandelion. plant, but it's like really bitter that yeah, they don't yeah, have in okay. Japan. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I love that because I mean that's what a lot of Flynn's movies are. They're in his head. Oh, you know? yeah. So he yeah, obviously yeah. he's taking them home. You know, that's I think that's what he's trying to say at least. Yeah, I mean the sets the sets don't exist in the studio. You know, they exist in his head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way he's gonna bring home. No, not yeah, literally. Yeah, no, yeah. no. But, yeah, that's what she's saying. Uh, no, I, I choose to believe he has a giant elephant just laying around his house. Honestly, I mean, I would think at least honestly, one of them. There's a few elephants. Yeah, no, Maybe yeah. I, I could be if he like keeps it in his backyard. You know? That'd be I, awesome. I, I, honestly, I want a pet elephant. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, maybe not. If I could I have the space, you know. Yeah, if I was like, I yeah, I'm really rich. I, yeah, yeah, I'd have to be like, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> it would be cool to have an elephant. I would have pet an elephant. I mean, yeah, this movie does. The fucking like... dumps by themselves. Like, what are you gonna do with that? You need like <laughs> twenty people. Like, you need like twenty people to clear yeah. that thing up. Okay, okay. If you're rich enough, you can hire people. Like, no, that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If you're rich I'm, enough, for sure. I'm just gonna buy a zoo, bro. I'm just gonna buy a zoo. There you go. Now I have to buy a zoo. Who made that movie, Matt Damon? Oh, we bought a zoo. Is that Matt? Yeah, Matt Damon's in the movie. I'm pretty sure he's the guy that buys the zoo. I'm pretty sure he's the guy that buys the zoo. No, I remember the Jimmy Kimmel stuff. Okay, okay, okay. But but I also like this <laughs> scene where uh, uh, they're basically looking at this like old like train set that the, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna use this in the. We're, we're well, they're like, trying to find the the train they used originally when he, they would go to Cinecita. Uh, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we want to use this for the uh, for the movie. Yeah, yeah. We're like, because well, because the, then when when you, when you go forward, uh, he he. he uh, they film uh, Young Flea on the yep. same yep. type of train, yep. which yep. I thought was really cool. It's a good scene. Um, but uh, no, that's the next yeah. scene. But yeah, no, with, with, the well, he uh, uh, he first uh, meets the Young Flea. He's like doing the, oh, the makeup. Oh, okay, the makeup. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, but the, they uh, they do that's that scene is when it happens. Uh, he he goes off to he's like okay, Flea's like telling him like uh, you're a journalist, you know, you're you're here that you're going to interview a famous film actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like really excited about it, um, and he, he, I mean, he's basically just like. So like, up I kind of like love this scene because it's like so normally like Fleeny's maybe mil- middle period or something. He would do this scene by literally filming the scene of the journalist going back and interviewing the woman, you know. Yeah. But by the time this is later period Fleeny, he's like <clears throat> basically like showing the I don't know he's trying to be more artificial. 
you know. Yeah. So he's literally showing the quote unquote real Fleeney as a director. Yeah. Telling the actor that's going to play the fake yeah. Fleeney about what he's going to do in this scene. You know. Yeah. It, like he's trying to even detach it even more, but yeah. it's still the same memory. Yeah. It gets. It gets. It's kind of hard to think about. Yeah, it <laughs> like, no, it's, it just it gets so like there's just so, it's it, it it's why it's so. it why it's like kind of reminds me of Andy Halfman that way. It's just he's so mm-hmm. like meta and self aware. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what I'm saying. I think it's even more detached. You know, at least yeah. Andy Halfman never breaks Definitely, the movie yeah. narrative. You know, yeah. it never shows like the set. It's, all it's the another level. Now, basically, you know? Yes, with yes, now. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I do love when he's like the, the the scene the they like pass by this like this like I don't even know. What, they like, pass by a few different things. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't, I didn't really understand. See, what's this going is the on. more movie scene. Yeah, you know, like the, this yeah. one is filmed more like a movie. You know, like a, yeah. like the characters feel like movie characters. You know, like they're yeah. looking out the movie. The, the music is actually playing like a movie yeah. while they're the camera's looking out the window and stuff. Yeah, and like, uh, and there's also a great shot of uh, there's a, a few like a five or ten second shot of a waterfall that yep, I really love yep. in that scene. Because the guy says something like uh, the fascist guy that's on the train with them. He says something okay. like. Uh, Italy has great fountains or something like that. Okay, so Italy yeah, has yeah. everything, even great waterfalls. I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's, it, that's kind of foreshadowing the little Trevita fountain. Trevita fountain. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's a stretch. Yeah, that's a stretch. Because uh, <laughs> we're going to get an actual lot of Trevita scene like, coming up. Well, that's what I was talking about. Oh, you're, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah okay. but... Uh, um, but yeah, they get to the studio. Yeah, they get to the studio and... Well, actually, there's a... We missed a... Almost like his Boonwell shot is a... The guy looks. The guys in the train by, or they're all going to the train, and he looks out the window and he sees the elephants coming out of the water, and he yes, like yes, he yes. like looks around. And he's like, "Is anyone seeing this?" Uh, and yeah. Like, yeah. And, he look, and he's yeah. like, still just like really happy. Like he just oh, he just has like a smile after seeing those elephants randomly walk out. Oh, yeah. Because then when they get to the studio, the first like the guard stops him, but there's elephants right in front of him walking in, like basically okay, yeah, introducing yeah, yeah, the studio. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna yeah. get crazier from here. Did we we'll have, we'll we'll have a movie with elephants? No, I'm saying more. There's actually a. Uh, he does this a few times, but there's one movie. Uh, he does it a couple times where he just cuts to animals randomly, like in this in the movie. Okay. Like, there'll just be a movie. Like the animal will almost feel like they're in the movie. Like you know, uh, but okay. only one character will see it or something like that. Okay. You know. Okay. I, I don't remember any of those. It, it, the, the you describe that definitely seems like a blue ball thing to do. Yeah, though, it is. No, I just, think that's the point. But uh, I'm trying to remember the movie. I can't remember the movie title that he definitely does it in. But okay. I'll think of it in a second. Um, but. We we kind of get to the scene of Shita and he we see he starts to walk through basically all like the movies that they're filming there, which it yeah, starts yeah, off yeah. with this like wedding one, wedding romance one, and like thinking about all these movies, the directors are like crazy, like you know like freaking out everyone, mm-hmm. you know, on their David O. Russell stuff. You know? Yeah, this is the, the more uh, <laughs> well, he's paying tribute to how these studios would the classic Italian, you know, uh, the classic movies that would have been filmed in the studios at the time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's his memories basically. Yes, yes. I, and I love kind of he he kind of I don't know if he has admiration for it, but he, maybe he does. Between like that kind of director, you know, the really the grand scale directors that are yelling across the set, yeah. the actresses that are really like uh, divas, divas basically. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that kind of the react the inter the relationship between the two of them. Yeah, We've seen yeah. a few d- different times. Yeah. Uh, because I love this one where he's like he the journalist just watching the scene of the director showing the actor how to film that scene, and he's like running with him and stuff. Okay, yeah. Like. You can tell it's just like little moments Fellini probably remembers. Yeah, of him. Like, yeah, just like his it's his overall like impressions of like a journalist. Like he's he hasn't gone to directing. What what he sees a director like. Yes, yes, time. yes. It's um, him being introduced to that kind of world. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's this is kind of the part where it's already been like he's it's already cut away from documentary, but like this is like when it, like it feels like to me it like really settles in that like oh we're in the feature now, 
but then of course he's gonna break that. Yep, regardless. yep. But, no, but you're right. You're yeah, right. it's kind of when you're like, you're like, okay, we're, he's, he's gotten getting, you. Maybe you're like, okay, okay, I can get into yeah, this. Yeah, now. Yeah, it's, but then like, he, if you're a Flaney hater, you're like, okay. If you're a Flaney <laughs> hater, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm already in. No, yeah. But then, I guess the this the dresser for one of the for the girls he's trying to interview is like taking her through uh taking her to the girl he wants to interview the, act, the actress that she wants to interview but then uh that she uh he sees the he, he uh they go to the room with the two uh set decorators uh uh doing the i think painting the wall and you know i love this uh, i love this, scene, this is a dude. hilarious scene i love the scene I, I mean i mean describing it it doesn't yeah. sound good or funny so yeah um, i don't know it's like yeah. You gotta watch it. Yeah, gotta watch it. I, I was gonna say, just, I was gonna say there's some great blue it. clouds they're painting. Yeah, uh, just, it's hilarious between yep. the two. Uh, <laughs> I thought like, uh, oh, she's like, we have to go, you know. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, he like the silent to... echo kind of. Oh man, he just, he doesn't want to leave. Honestly, I don't know. Just... I would watch, I could watch them for hours painting. Probably. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I'm just them telling them because it's a good painting too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a peaceful oh, yeah. moment. Oh man, but uh, then uh, we get to this like. We, we go to this, like, uh, we get to the actress, basically. And the actress is, like, about yeah, to go on the set. And she she's, like, interviewing her and stuff. And then, like, Flooney, like, he doesn't even give you, like, a shove of, like, them, like, her, like, being like, oh, I have to go, you know, film my scene now. He just abruptly cuts to the, mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. walking in. And this is honestly probably my favorite moment in the movie. One of my favorite moments in the movie. Okay, we, we skipped at least, I think, um, like, right before the scene is, remember where he meets these two guys that might be playing one of the characters? Those oh, two in boys. Pink, in the, <clears throat> wait. Okay. It's the real Fleeny. Oh, real Fleeny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they come up to him because he says, "Have you guys read a Kafka by America by Kafka?" Oh, because okay. that's an important part of the movie that he's kind of just like I don't think he's ever referenced until this point. Is the movie he's filming is, yeah. Uh, yeah, or at least he's casting for is Kafka or is America by Kafka, the book okay. of uh, America. Yeah, and so I think that's actually the first time he even references it in the movie. But okay, yeah. so yeah, I just want to point that out because a lot of people even uh, that like I've seen that have read the book and stuff. They see like no similarities between the movie and Kafka. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, the movie, yeah, the movie and the book. Okay. So, it is kind of like almost funny. Like, why did you even choose that book to film in the first place? You know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the uh, eight, eight and a half uh, sci-fi movie. Yes. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. why is he trying to combine these yeah. two kind of thing? Um, yeah. He's gotta make a different movie, but uh, but then this the scene. But yeah, with the actors. The the, the 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 scale of the scene is ridiculous. Just the. All the elephants. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 my main takeaway from it. But it's like a Cleopatra. You said like it's. Like I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Cleopatra. Yeah, it's based filming. on the. Is it based on the the Cleopatra film by Joseph I'm, Bell? I'm sure because I know that uh, one's like, there's a famous movie from Cleopatra at the time that was filmed in the Chitta Chitta Studios. Is it the one with Elizabeth Taylor? Because that one's the. I think it's so. like that's a, just Cleopatra. That's the four hour one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's like, the one. Because that one. Oh, that's like, the one. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the one. Another popular is the Ben Hur one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They mentioned it. They mentioned it too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was from. Yeah. That's what he's like. Pliny's trying to reference yeah, yeah. That, that studio at the time was, you know, yeah, a huge deal. Because yeah. he kind of reflects that at the very end, obviously, of the movie, where yeah. like this is the studio now, you know, yeah. like, compared the, to what it was. When, yeah. when the Jap- in early in the movie, when I forgot to mention this, when the Japanese uh, the, uh, director, or whatever, uh, the girl, she mentions uh, how they they filmed Ben Hur in the uh, that that place they're at right now. It makes me want to watch Ben-Hur. Yes, oh yeah, they like, reference that. You haven't seen Ben-Hur? No, it's like four hours long. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I, kind of, I, can't, no, I, really I want to watch Cleopatra for sure, too, yeah. now. And also, I wa- uh, I've seen one William Wilde movie, and I love it, so I need to watch that in Best Years of Our Lives. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah. Because we, we meet the producer of this Cleopatra movie, too. Oh, yeah, the, the him, him and the director get in the fight. Which yeah, is, yeah. Because the director's, like, going oh, it's, it's, it's one of my... It's maybe my favorite scene, but definitely one of them, this whole oh, scene. yeah. Because just... the beginning... Because uh, the, well, the first time we meet that producer, he's talking to, like, one of his, um, you know, accountants or something. Yeah. And he's saying, like, we've figured out a way to save 50% on this. And then he just starts laughing, and he's like... Uh, <laughs> he says something, a thief who looks like a thief is an honest person. Huh. Yeah. Talking yeah. about that guy. Yeah. Uh, and I was like... That's kind of how Pliny talks about himself. Yeah. Because uh, one of like the chapters of his book, or at least one of the quotes that they made a chapter of his book is he's he calls he's like I'm a liar but an honest one. Yeah. And this that's what this movie is. True, you know he's yeah. like basically lying over and over again. Like, yeah. Like, oh we're gonna yeah we're, yes a, we're gonna get into a real feature. Yes, know, but like. at least he says he's trying to say something honest through it all. Yeah. You know, like this is my experience of of these memories almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, did you mention the elephant falling? Okay. The, the trunk falling. Oh, that's how this movie, the scene ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because well, no, that, that's how they get in the fight, basically, because yes. of the uh, scene. But it's hilarious mm-hmm. when it happens. No, it's really funny what happens. Because they're obviously <laughs> fake elephants. Which is and like, the actor's really good. Oh, like he's yeah. yelling, you know, like he's a real director. You're bought in, like, oh, he's actually a director, freaking out. And then yeah. Fleeny, and uh, the way this happens too is the the journalist walks out of the scene at this moment, at the moment. Yeah. Uh, when the guy is yelling, and then the real Fleeny yells at the guy. Okay. Yeah, Literally, yeah, yeah. as the journalist is walking out. Oh, like basically, you know, showing like they're the same guy. Yeah. You know? And then the real Fleeny comes and he's like, starts yelling. I'm like, oh, you not yelling, but he's like, you knocked down the wrong elephant. You know, you missed, oh. you, missed oh, the, yeah. you messed up the perfect shot. <laughs> and that same director, he's like, all of a sudden, oh, I'm sorry, sir. You know, I, I should have known. You oh, know, man. like you know, he's basically like yeah. the exact opposite as, as he was just acting. And we were bought in too. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like this is like you know what the director was like. Oh man. Basically, yeah, Fleeny does that. He's doing that throughout the movie, but this is one of my favorite examples. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and just. I like elephants too. That's a big part of life. No, that's true. They're one of the best. They're one of the best animals. Yeah, top top three animals. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, I think the next part though is when they're in the meeting or whatever, and uh, well, they're, they're like, uh, well, everyone's like begging for a part of the movie basically, and then like they're, they're mm-hmm. like, custom mm-hmm. in a meeting, and this is when Marcello is introduced. Which is and like, my favorite scene. Of the yeah, movie. honestly, it's it's, it's hilarious because <laughs> they're in the meeting, and then the, uh, I forgot who it was was it the assistant director pops into the like sticks his head in the room is like is like telling him something and, and then he, uh, he's like telling a bunch of stuff and then he goes by the way Martello's here uh, oh, no. he's downstairs selling commercial he, he said he'll be up here in a bit and then, yeah. and then we the window opens yeah. and we see Martello we, the a, window opens and balloons just flood the room uh-huh. and we're like ah yes this no. is the Fellini I'm waiting for <laughs> and uh, the fact the way you said that is really important too because uh, the way this scene actually is about to start is Fellini's sitting down to talk to all the producers and stuff about all the money stuff for the movie yeah. Like obviously the stuff we doesn't want to talk about. Oh yeah. And yeah, literally yeah. in the movie itself, you know, Marcelo comes to save it. Like okay, if we, he's you know, the magician we, too. Yeah, <laughs> we can, yeah, he's already saving him as a magician. Yeah. You know, we can go back to the Fleeny stuff. You know, oh, we, don't yeah, to, oh, we don't have to sit through the you know. Well, let's the go see Fleeny Eckford. Obviously yeah. the one that Fleeny hates the most. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. This that part of the make, movie making yeah. process. Yeah, but so I, we get to escape. Yeah, I, I love how the shot of him. I think it's the letterbox header of just like, yeah. the camera. Yeah, yeah Marcelo. You can see like the set below him. Yeah. No, because I love because he still looks kind of old, you know. Oh, like yeah, the, yeah. The, it's like too much makeup is emphasized in the yeah. like throughout uh, basically yeah. when we see him. Yeah. Because he asked he he asked him like uh, why can't uh, the young Fleeny why can't oh, I play yeah. him? I love that. It was like so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, then they go uh, see uh, yeah they go see Ned Eckberg and honestly that those two are like the scenes with Marcello and Eve Eckberg are so oh, yeah. And, like, Fellini also, like, it's, it, it's kind of him going back to the narrative, because Fellini, like, disappears when they go inside the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't see, you yeah. don't see Fellini, basically. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, oh, because, 
I mean, we, we have to mention how that live LGBT scene is uh, introduced. Oh, I'm getting so, to that. I think I'm, okay, because well, oh, I thought you were going over. Well, uh, I was just mention too that I love when they initially get there and she, he's trying to like uh, get her to open the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> for me, uh, yeah. But, but you, you were a liar. You know, you said you were uh, visiting me in like '86 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then he says Marcello's here or whatever, and then he opens the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, like she's like dogs that like when they're trying to drive in like the dogs are trying to like attack the, the car or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep, 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 oh yeah. But I don't know if that's her real house, but that house honestly looks crazy. Um, and dude, it, the fact that you said it, I'll just say it now. Like uh, the way this scene ends, so at the very end, the camera pans like uh, to the outside shot of the house, like almost yeah. exactly the way it does in Julia the Spirits. Oh, when like a few scenes of Julia Spirits ends with just a shot of the house from the outside. Yeah, and it looks very similar to. I'm pretty sure it's the same shot. Like he was kind of. Oh, I need to go back and look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you should. Honestly, yeah. this this movie. The more you think about it, it's just a bunch of a lot. There's a lot of references to all the movies. movies honestly, yes, which yes. honestly makes it a lot, really rewarding as a funny. It does. Yeah, 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 it's a good pick for his last movie. Um, but I do love the way he they transition to the Vulture Vita because. Uh, yes. Well, she. Uh, she. Uh, I don't know. No, the sheet. The, the, the sheet wasn't set up yet. Uh, Marcel was like, "I'm gonna perform a spell or whatever," and then mm-hmm. he says. Uh, uh, take us. Uh, he says like this. I don't know if it's longer, but the specific one that I got out of it is. Uh, he says, "Take us back to the glories of the past." Oh, okay. And then he like yeah. waves his wand. This 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 the sheet is basically yeah, like yeah. Uh, set up. And oh. uh, it's and honestly some of the best filmmaking moments from Fleeny where they're dancing. Oh yeah, they're uh, dancing and then oh, cuts to the yes. Dolce Vita footage. Oh, oh my god! And, like it, the first time seeing that, like yeah. I didn't know what happened like that. It's like oh my god. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's honestly so good. that's why I was because we talked about this. Uh, before, like when I had watched Nervous for the first time, I, I was like, I think I'm actually might like this a lot of Ultra Vita scene more than the actual water fountain scene. Okay. Um, so that's uh, what we call uh, wrong, someone that's wrong. Okay, okay. Whoa. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I okay. kind of agree. Alright, let's, let's stop. Uh, but, but then they, basically they watch it. They yeah, watch that, that, it. this is cute. It's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's, it's a beautiful. Movie. Oh my god. And. Yeah, I, I, it's just like there's not it's, like it's more of a mo- you gotta yeah, watch. The there's not even like much. There's not even like really any dialogue. Not much to say, it, just yeah. watching. It's just it's just like the way he contrasts. You know them young and like them mm-hmm. old. It's just, yes, yes. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but then he kind of he magic wands the sheet away. Yeah, and it goes and, away. Yeah, and they're and gone. We're, and we're, it kind of just yeah, it ends with the shot of the house from the outside. But then we're back in the studio. Oh yeah. Um, and because uh, I don't think like Marcel is no, yeah, I think like, he's basically gone, like it's yeah. like, like yeah, that was just another you know yeah, story yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think this is when we get to the screen tests, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I, is there anything memorable that happens in the scene? I can't even remember. Like it's. it's well, I do know the, the modern times music plays. Uh, okay. Because yeah, yeah. all the, they're casting a character named Brunelda in the book. Uh, in Kafka's book named Brunelda. Yeah. And uh Oh she's in a bathtub, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all, all those women come entering the when they come walking into the studio, he plays that score get the modern times kinda yeah, yeah, yeah. score uh, a little bit. But yeah, it's kinda just a chaotic scene with them yeah all being uh introduced to the studio yeah. kind of. But then he kinda he kinda cuts to the outside all of a sudden, like kinda abruptly. Like it doesn't really, it's not really a transition to it from what I remember. Like uh Go, oh yeah, like it, it, okay, I see. It kind of confused. Well, no, they say they're consuming the screen tests. Yeah. And so they're like, we're just testing another screen test outside. Oh okay. Yeah, that's I, what they I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, they say. Oh, something I, like, I remember it being like kind of he, up, he, like. Yeah, because th- this is one of my favorite shots too. Even though it's not my favorite in a beautiful way, it's like you're talking about the scene with all the sets, right? Yeah, the yeah, huge yeah, yeah. Sets with lights. Yeah, that, that's what the, the kind of eight and a half. Yeah, the, yeah, the eight yeah. and a half reference. Yeah. Uh, but just, you know, just a more beaten down, uglier, muddy, yeah. you know. <laughs> Like, cause that's what's funny. Eight and a half is supposed to be the unfinished set. 
Yeah. But then when you compare it to this one, that one like just fucking looks like an amazing movie set. Oh, you yeah. Know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> and he's and that's on purpose, you know. Yeah. Like he had to make it figure out a way to make it look really ugly, like. Yeah. Because that's kind of what he's trying to say. Like the studios, you know. It's got. It's worse. dying in some yeah, ways. Yeah. 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 But I, I love when the the storm starts and like the the thing they put over their heads, mm-hmm. like just the, like it's like so big and like they construct it so fast. Mm-hmm. It's just hilarious. And then mm-hmm. once they get. Well, uh, some of them get in the back of, like, a semi-truck. Well, see, my entire favorite thing about this whole part is, like, this dude... Like, this entire crew literally just sat out there waiting for the rain to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, how long did this take? No, okay. How long did it take for the film That's why this scene uh, is... It's funny. It's, like, I think he's actually trying to say something because the, the way the characters are split, like, some of them are standing in that van, right? Yeah. And they're playing music. And there's like a, a different uh, set of characters like uh, that are sitting under the tent. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and then they're like they're all like and they they kind of start singing together. Yes, like, they all sing at the beginning. They're all like happy and stuff. Yeah. But then it shows at night and they're still hiding under there. Yeah. Okay, and we yeah. see the like the people in the van. That's where the journalist is. We see the yeah. blonde from the the uh, the beginning of the trip. Yeah. She's in there. Like I think they're supposed to be like the movie characters because they're oh, still okay, they're still yeah. playing the mu- music. But then we go back to the people under the tent, and they're actually, like, just depressed. Like, they feel like real people that are, like, yeah, why are we still here kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you kind of see that difference. Like, they're, the, you know, they're like the movie, you know, and this is, this is like, the you know, the real. Okay. At least Fleeny's real, because he immediately undercuts it, because then we see yeah, the Native the, Americans yeah. come. And, like, oh, dude. I, I was like, <laughs> I forgot about the Native Americans in general for, like, because yeah, they, they show up, like, the middle of the a movie, times, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But still, even Native Americans is, like, uh, to, like, Think about westerns uh, or just any kind of film in the '60s. Like they were popular in Europe oh, just for that, you know, yeah, like, yeah. because they were seen as, you know, American movies were popular at the time, and they were the villains in a lot of American movies. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there was a ton of westerns made in Italy. So yes, too, that so. too. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah. So like, that's just he's kind of you know referencing yeah. that in some way. I don't even know exactly what he means by it, but he's oh. definitely trying to. Reference I mean, it's, it's definitely him cutting back to narrative. I mean, that's, yes, I yes. That, that's my main comeback from that. But, uh, that's just basically how the movie ends, right? Until the oh, last. Scene. No, yeah. uh, he goes. He goes inside a studio. Yeah, and, yeah. And like Fellini has a voiceover. He's like, "So the movie should end here. Actually, it's finished." Actually. And then he's like, he's talking about how uh, his scene. producers want him yep, yep. with like a ray of sunshine. Yeah, you know, he said, mm-hmm. my, "Yeah, my old producer yeah. he would say, please just give me a uh, yeah. he would, like beg for a ray yeah. of sunshine. D- don't want any gloomy endings.'" And then, uh, and then he literally. Uh, has a ray of sunshine with the light beaming to oh, it's yeah. amazing dude I, with uh, the, guy with the, the camera starting oh yeah. my god oh, it's, it's so an amazing, amazing shot amazing okay. but but also like just think about it the ending of the movie is like the starting oh the, yeah, you know, yeah the starting yeah, yeah. of the filming but on, at the same time it's not because he's, he's like also filming the movie in throughout the I'm saying the start of like if you they were filming a narrative or something okay. know, like the start of the actual filming of the movie maybe in a Vista or the America movie they're filming okay you I know? see what you're saying yeah. that's the ray of sunshine like he's ending yeah. it right there but that's what he's saying like uh, basically, at this point, he was done making those kind of movies. Yeah, you yeah. Know, this yeah. whole movie is about the coming to that movie, but it's not about that movie anymore. This is it's, it's a lot. A lot of it's a lot. It is a lot. It's kind of like on the surface, if it goes too fast, it can just kind of be like, oh, it's a lighthearted yeah. fleeing movie, and he was having fun, just, kind of thing. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect fleeing movie because you can just tell like it's again his love letter to Italian cinema, cinema in general, uh, his career. You know, it's kind of just everything. His evolution, like yeah, him yeah, even yeah. reflecting on his own kind of transition. Yeah. yeah. His, yeah, and his career, not even in movies, like mm-hmm. uh, him coming to Rome, he's kind of referencing yes. Roma with the journalist. Yes, yes. But, yeah, I mean, great we can ending. Just, yeah, we can... Uh, amazing, uh, honestly, yeah. Transition to our... Conc- oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have to go too long, but... Yeah, we, we, yeah, we won't go too long, but... What, uh, you have some questions to conclude? Yeah, so we, we're kind of doing the same thing we did with Chaplin. We have some, like, 
questions that were probably meant to go through pretty quickly. So, first off, what is your uh, what what, is, what do you think is the most what's the funniest Clooney movie? Do you think? Uh, That's tough. Who wants to go first? I, mean, I have my answer. Okay, you go first if you have your answer, because well, I have to think about it for a second. Mine's on record. I, I, this is kind of a no-brainer for me, to be honest. Okay, that's what I was going to yeah. say, too, so I'll just say yours. On record? Okay. Yeah. I think it is the movie. I, I'm going to say Felice Tarakon, just because that movie's oh. insane in general. Oh. I, I, I think like that, that one's just, like, like insane hilarity, and I, I honestly do think I'm going to, like, love Felice Tarakon as I can see. I think if, so, too. As okay. I watch it more. Honestly, I might have to learn something. Because I love, I love insane movies where they just don't give a shit almost <laughs> well i mean he gives a shit but like don't give a shit about like how insane they are and yeah I, they don't I care about it. like oh how are we yeah. gonna put this together at the end yeah, you know, yeah. so it makes sense kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah okay. no but yeah i'm recording for me too. it's, it's kind of it's kind of a no-brainer we don't yeah, have to explain yeah. it yeah. but the thing all of his movies feel funny to me they have yeah. Certain moments. oh yeah they do you know like, like even like yeah even like, like it's more mean, serious movies like but don't should be an eight and a half have fun or i was telling you like we haven't we didn't talk about the white sheik but even the white sheik has some funny moments yeah yeah or like okay if i had to say a funniest moment one that just came to mind is the scene in Ivy Toloni with uh, we I don't know how we didn't even talk about it, but with the uh, they're all in the car driving past the workers and oh, oh yes, oh, no, wait. <laughs> that seems hilarious. Oh, at them and then the car their car breaks down. Oh, like, right that seems hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because I was thinking about him in the White Sheik. It's like he's one of the Fellini's funniest characters too. Yeah, like, and you know, he hated it because of the White Sheik. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and that's what yeah. makes him funny too. He's playing like a uh, non-traditional masculine role kind of thing. Yeah, you know, he was hated for it. No, but yeah, no, he's he's one of his funniest. Funny and honestly, if, if I was gonna say the moment I'm recording, let's find the funniest is the Mussolini head. Okay, which yeah, doesn't surprise me. It's a classic. It's a classic. But uh, the next one is uh, favorite song slash musical moment in a Fellini movie, and I'll go okay, first go as well. First. Uh, my favorite song and musical moment is is his use of Raya the Valkyries in the in the in the in a half, specifically in the the dream sequence when he uses it. Okay, that's a great pick. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, uh, my favorite. I'll go. I'll go next. My favorite is um, on record whenever they're playing the the imaginary instruments and like uh, okay, straying yeah. down the street basically, or just like in front oh, of the okay. dance hall or whatever. Oh, that's that's a my great favorite. One, that's yes. my favorite. In front of the hotel. Yeah, yeah in front of the hotel. That's what oh, it is. Oh yes. Because yeah. no, mine's also from on record. At least, and I'm, I might have to think about it more. Like there's probably a few, but we did on record recently. It's one of the scenes that comes to my mind first. The Fellini is uh when the uh, prostitutes are first coming in their carriage uh, in armor cord in the town it's like yeah. at night and the music starts and all the faces start staring at the carriage as they're com- at the women as they're walking by I just yeah. love that moment okay like, yeah yeah Fleeny like let's pe- uh, face it they look directly at the camera yeah uh, the faces do so it becomes a bit more documentary you know like okay. yeah. and I love that so, honestly I, I'd also say it's kind of, it kind of relates to that because it also he kind of his character acknowledges the camera in a way in the scene the ending of Night to Gabiri is also a great no, that's, musical yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, next one is favorite dream sequence. And my, mine kind of goes hand in hand with my musical moment. It's the woman dream... Uh, the, 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 the dream sequence in Eight and a Half of the woman. The harem. Basically. The harem. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. Uh, where he's essentially... We've, we've talked about it. I don't have to explain the whole scene. I, I was, yeah, I was about to go in... You're just putting on record. Yeah, <laughs> on record. This is yeah. this is my favorite dream sequence in the Queen movie. Or, okay. or honestly, though, the the opening sequence eight and a half is not far behind though. The oh, opening okay. sequence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. is that a, okay? That is a dream. That's a dream yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, see, that's the thing. I'm gonna cheat because I don't know if mine's directly a dream, but it's the same kind of Fleeny theme of Fleeny getting out of the real world. Okay. You know, and it's the scene in Knights of Kiberia, uh, 
with the hypnotic when she gets hypnotized. Okay, yeah. You know, like it's I, not, I count it's it. not I okay, count, okay, okay, good, yeah, because we're kind of seeing into her dreams deep yeah, down, yeah. you know, where she's kind of revealing something about herself that she doesn't even want to. Yeah. And that scene, like it's it's just a great scene. We talked about it, obviously, uh, so yeah, I'll just mention yeah. it. Yeah. I also don't know if this is a cheat, but I'm gonna go whenever the frescoes get destroyed in Roma. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because okay. I don't think that I can't believe that's real. If it is real, so okay. <laughs> honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. I, 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 the entire the entirety of Roma honestly just feels like a dream. But uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. And plus, there are even moments in Fleeny movies where, like, obviously Fleeny doesn't even have a traditional narrative, but even in his own narrative, he even breaks from that for scenes. And that's yeah. like one of those scenes where it's like, yeah. kind of just a, like a de- like we just talked about the Marcelo scene where it's kind of just a dead end and then he goes yeah. back to the story like that's yeah it's just like, like it's just like a it's just like a branching path that yeah. he decided to go to and then was it just a dead end and he came yeah, back yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of um, I don't know yeah, yeah I can see that uh, so now the second to last question I'll be asking you guys uh, actually no third to last question I'm gonna my 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 notes here are out of order uh, which Fleeny do you prefer his early period or his later period. And I'm going to let you two go first for this one. Okay. Because um, I already know what you I think just, say. I guess, I know, because we kind of talked about this question before, like, middle period, where which way would you go? Yeah. You know, because it is kind of almost three periods with Pliny. Yeah, pretty much. But I would consider, um, I'm going to say later. I'll just say okay. later. And we'll talk about my top three, and so it'll make more sense. But okay. I'll just say later. I'm just going to exclude eight and a half from this entire thing and say later <laughs> because eight and a half is the bridge to me. I'm just going to say later because I like his later movies more than. So you're saying movies, even about so. eight and a half is your favorite? Yeah. Well, I'm saying like I'm just leaving eight and a half off of the early and the and the late. It's just in its own okay. little like okay. middle period. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to say like this later. This one I'm interested. In. What, what about you? I'm going to say early. Okay. okay. That's what. So honestly, eight and a half you can go either way. Okay. But my thought yeah. was right now, it's like, it's his last black and white movie, so the the, <laughs> the ones before are black and all white. Right, right. So it's like, okay, it kind of signifies it. Also, I wanted to be someone to represent the early period. But early period, honestly, honestly, I think, in general, I think I actually like better, because uh, you have, like, Knights Cabiria, which mm-hmm. I love, Ivy Toloni, which I love, La Dolce Vida, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna cheat and say eight and a half is a part of that, and it's, yeah, it's over, you know? It's, it's not a cheat. I mean, it definitely, yeah, it definitely might, it counts, okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's... It, it's it's a it's up to your right. discretion really. But second to last one is why should someone watch Fellini in your own words? Okay, I'll go first. Um, just I don't want to go too long. Mainly, for, I'll kind of connect to why I said later period. To me, one of the best parts about watching uh, movies is seeing basically how many different kind of experiments you can do in the form. Yeah. Right. And like I just love how Fellini's so creative and how he's trying to push what you can do with films you know yeah. like mm-hmm. how much you can reflect how much you can break like how much you can trust the audience to be like okay you don't need just a traditional story to follow yeah. along you know yeah. and plus you don't even have to follow along you can still enjoy a movie without having to follow. just all these ideas that he cares about you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um that's my favorite part about him like okay. i don't think a person could watch it they might not like me but they're not going to say like he was boring like he didn't oh, try he wasn't not, trying yeah. you know he- like I feel like it's impossible for some, which is to me boring is even more is even worse than bad. So. Okay. Yeah, that's a good thing too. Blake. No, I'm also. Well, I agree with you. That that was some of what I was gonna say, but I'm also gonna timeline to why I chose later, and it's because well, I mean, like his early ones, he also talks about his memories. But whenever after, especially like eight and a half and after, it feels like almost every movie we've watched at least is him just delving into his own memories getting super nostalgic but then playing back on that nostalgia and like like taking like like rug mm-hmm. pulling you basically mm-hmm. and i just love that about it like i, I don't know i just yeah. we don't have a lot of directors that does the, that do the shit 
he does, you know. Oh, and yeah, I, sure. I think he's nostalgic, and he is sentimental at times, but he's not overly sentimental. Yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. Like, he does, like... I mean, even Amacord, you think of it as a nostalgia movie, but the end of it is, like, you know, it's bittersweet. It it's, like, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. depressing, you know? Like, yeah. it's not fully just sentimental, like, everything's good because you went to your past kind of thing. Yeah. Definitely, you know? yeah. Um, what are you, Luke? I, I, I don't know how you'll feel Why'd you pick this it, I'm going to say it at first, you could be like, come on. Uh, what? You should watch Lean for Eight and a Half. Because, okay. I'm going to tie this in, because right. for his ev- really just the evolution of his career is right. what I'm kind of Okay, at. I see what you're saying. That's, like, the because, middle point. Yeah, because... Everything up for me to have is, you know, grounded and then uh, grounded in quotation marks. Yes, I okay. should say. Um, yeah. But then eight and a half happens, and you literally, this is the only instance of a director I've seen so far where you see in the movie him working through changing his style in the movie, where he's yes. aware, where you're aware that. Yes. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Even though, even we talked about it with Estrada, but I thought that he's even doing that with some of his earlier movies. Okay, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's honestly good. For eight and a half is in the movie itself. Yeah, it, the it's it's, it's yeah, kind of hitting you over the head with it. Yeah, them, yeah, you know? no, you're right, you're right. And seeing, seeing him go from that, working through that in that movie to his surrealist style is something mm-hmm. that everyone needs to see because it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Um, no, you, you yeah. saved yourself with that. Yeah, <laughs> saved yourself. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I, yeah. Anyway... Now we got the last one, the big one. Top three, Top three. Fellini. Uh, I'm going to go, I, I feel like I have to go last. So. Oh, go last. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go last. All right, Blake, do you know yours? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, I think number three, Armacord. Okay. Two, Intervista. Oh, okay. One, okay. eight and a half. Oh, okay. okay. I, I like that. Four, very close to three, was the Knights of Kuberita, but. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that, I like that. All right, Dan. All right. Uh, my number three, Inner Vista. Number okay. two, Knights of Kiberia. Okay. Number one, Am- Amacord. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Do you think it's going to change if you rewatch them? That's a good question. Yes. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I just, and really, the way I pick these is like kind of like which ones do I want to go back and rewatch the most, you know? Okay. So, like, okay. these three are the ones kind of exciting to me. Like, I really like Eight and a Half, and, uh, um, mainly Eight and a Half as well. Uh, I love. Eight and a Half, Ivan Tulloni, and Romo are all the ones that, you know, were yeah. close for me. But those three really, like, to me, they feel the more experimental, like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, you know? okay. I'm kind of, like, curious, like, how he was able to keep the, the, the movies together almost. Okay. So you said you said Intervista, Knights of Kiberia, on the court, right? Yes, so yes. Got, okay. And Knights of Kiberia, just Julia Messina's amazing. Yeah. We talked about it. We talked about it. <laughs> you don't have to go too into it. <laughs> uh, but for me, number three is Knights of Kiberia. Oh, okay. Um, Number two, La Dolce Vita. Okay. Yeah, yeah. which none of you guys even probably even have close to you. Talk to you. <laughs> no, no. So, we're not going to go no, back no. into that. All right. Belize, it's inter- it's an InterVista. What more do you need? Uh, okay, stop, stop it. Okay. We haven't watched three hours of it. Uh, Don't you watch three uh, hours of it? We already saw this part in like five minutes, you know? Stop it, stop it, stop it. All right. And number one. Uh, is eight Voice of the Moon. Oh, no, I'm, joking. The voice <laughs> of the moon. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. It's, it's, it's eight and a half. It's oh, eight and a okay. half. Okay. Uh, I mean, you kind of did say your list to us earlier. Like, you're like, these are definitely my top two when we reviewed these two. Oh, yeah. Eight yeah. and a half and Lotto's. It's no surprise. I mean, yeah. uh, in my mind, was not but yeah, it's clear. So you did. That's why. I mean, it makes sense that you went earlier period then. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Saying it now, yeah. But Armacord was really close to okay. number three. Okay. And Ivy Tony was as well. Okay. See, the only thing with Ivy Tolone and why I don't, I don't even really have, I don't want to say I don't have an urge to like rewatch it, but it's 
the one that I don't want to watch the most again. Why? Because it's like it's like I've seen movies like this so much, okay. you know? And there might have been like one of the first about it. And there are a yeah. lot of interesting things in it, but yeah. that's not like, but what it, I it's want actually more influential Fellini. too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. very influential. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like what I want. No, what I want from Fellini like, on, anymore. To me, uh, you know? some of Fellini's most interesting movies are the ones that aren't as influential. You know, uh, that's a, yeah. Honestly, in a way, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I definitely wasn't trying to insult Ivy Toloni with that. It was just like it's whenever I think of Fellini, I don't want to rewatch that one. Yeah, I, like I, I, I saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, what what it's crazy. Is like before we started this, like because uh, before we started the series, I had watched uh, some like some Fellini. Yeah. And I really thought going to this, like I was gonna like basically get less interest in his movies as we went along okay so i'm kind of i'm kind of like i thought it was like going to be like this thing like oh i like the more poetic realism or neorealist movies yeah, yeah. and as he got more crazy like especially after watching satiricon dude i was like okay i don't know if i can ha- I'm not <laughs> i don't know if i can handle this but, <laughs> but like <laughs> it's like i once again i love like just the almost extreme nat- not extreme but just oh, yeah. going all out kind of with yeah, his movies yeah, yeah. that feels later on yeah, it feels like yeah there's like no no one does it quite like Fellini, yeah, yeah which is what makes which, it really special but yeah. Anyway, yeah, this, that's that's Fellini for y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And next week, next week we are starting it, yeah. a three-week type of thing of Great. just. Three, we'll, three we'll, we'll just call it the horror month. Yeah, it's a horror month. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. we're doing October, and since I'm our horror expert here, yeah, we're gonna start. Phone, yeah. We're I'll just set out the game plan for the three weeks that we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be doing silent horror, um, John Carpenter, and I haven't decided if I'm gonna do only Kiyoshi Kurosawa or J horror, but we're gonna do that. For the for one of the weeks oh, as I th- well. I think I'm in support of just J horror. Okay. But, um, no, I won't watch. I won't make you guys watch audition, audition So we'll probably just do J horror. Okay. But um, for the first week, we are gonna start with silence. Start with the best, probably. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, start with the earliest. Um, what are the two? What are the yeah, two? we're gonna watch Dante's Inferno, 1911, first feature. From Italian. From Italy. Italy. First Italian feature. Okay. Yes. I randomly discovered this movie today, so that's why we're doing it. Yes, that's why we're doing it. It looks yeah. awesome, honestly. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we didn't want to do two German We did yeah, or, because the we're, we're, the other one's Paxson, um, A Story of Witchcraft, yeah. I think is the actual we, title. You were thinking about but, doing those for and, uh, yeah. What are the years for these movies? 1911 for Dante's Inferno. And 1922 for Paxson. Wow. I love how 22 being a later movie is crazy. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 22 being a later movie, yeah. 11 years after yeah, 1911. But yeah, no, we were... we were really early. It is very early. I'm excited, though. I'm really excited. But see, whenever you've... Like, I, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get into it next week, because okay. I love George Millier, too, because he has a lot of, like, oh, horror okay. stuff in the, in the early 1900s, short, too. We could throw a Millier short yeah, we in might be able to. Tune in next week. <laughs> but yes, yeah, yeah. we might, actually. We, we, so, might, we <laughs> might throw one on there. We might throw one on there, so... Okay, until then, Luke, end us. Keep us in the clouds. Wait, wait. Keep us in the clouds. We'll see you floating in the clouds. Yeah, yeah, Ecco, il film dovrebbe finire qui. Anzi, è finito. Mi sembra di sentire la voce di un mio antico produttore. Ma come? Finisce così. Senza un filo di speranza. Un raggio di sole. Ma dammi almeno un raggio di sole, mi supplicava alle prime proiezioni del mio film. Un raggio di sole. Ma non so.